1: if you don't know Sirius XM then listen up commercial free music plus sports comedy talk and news they have it all and right now you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just one dollar go to siriusxmcom busted to see offer details and to subscribe offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers Sirius XM no car required
2: this is the busted open
1: podcast You can
2: listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome in Pro Wrestling Fans Podcast Edition, weekend edition of Busted Open Radio. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. I got Mark Henry across the way, and we got a stacked show for you today, including a recap of last night's thoughts on SmackDown. 25-year celebration of Triple H. The chemistry with Shawn Michaels, HBK making a surprise appearance, was off the hook, and Vince McMahon was off the hook. Just kind of in an entirely different way, Mark Henry. Very interesting night for Triple H, Vince McMahon, and Shawn Michaels.
2: Man, listen, it's always good to see Vince in his element, uh, but everybody don't get to see it that often, and you will see it on this version of the podcast.
0: Shooting from the hit. Pew, pew, pew. Vinnie Mack. Getting it in. Getting it in. All right. Also, well, it is a Saturday, Mark, and I'd be remissed if I didn't mention, of course, with Saturday comes our weekly winner in the world of professional wrestling. Who took it? Well, I guess you'll just have to click play and find out. We're also going to hit on Braun Strowman and his continuating uh, or continuation. I don't know. I'm making up words now as we sit here and do this podcast. Okay, intro, Tyson. Uh, With, yeah, right, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. The continuation of that story is the weekend edition. Busted Open Radio. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Mark Henry. Click that play button. Let's get it underway. Let's go. Starting with that 25-year celebration of Triple H. Before we get to memories and legacy, Mark, what what was up with Vince McMahon last night? We're going to get to some audio here in a second. But that that dude was all over the place. He, he alternated from, it felt like a, a, a roast of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And then it was like a love fest. And it went back and forth. What what, what did you think about old Vinnie Mac kind of shooting from the hip last night on SmackDown?
2: I thought that it was... It was, it was, it looked like a a dad that wanted to really roast his son. Right. But then again, he wanted, okay, let me stick to the business and let's keep the business going. (laughs) But, 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 but this came to my mind. (laughs) I want to say this. I wanted to, like, he was, he was conflicted, man. And that, that was actually good. You can tell he cares about him.
0: You, you can and, and let's hear a little bit from Vincent Kennedy McMahon last night on Smackdown <laughs> trying to uh, uh, c- uh, I guess congratulate but at the same time roast Triple H and uh, uh, Shawn Michaels a little bit as well. This is Vinny Mack last night on Smackdown.
2: What a horrible way to go out. God awful. It's it, it, Pardon the expression. It sucked. I mean I would use a word that someone near and dear I hear it all the time from him. It was rotten. I mean, absolutely rotten. I'm ashamed of you guys. Oh, my God. And if you haven't put everybody to sleep by now, I'll say good night.
0: And good night, Padre. Let's wrap it up, Padre. Are you throwing us out? <laughs> All right, Mark, you heard it there. Vincent McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the, uh, well, the, the, the father of WWE. Um, well, he, like you said, he was back and forth. We heard it there a little bit. That was a little bit of the roast that uh, Vinnie Mac was trying to throw at triple H and uh, Sean. Why not but, have you know a what? real roast? Right. Actually like bring out people in. And- well, did that right we had the um we had the video chats from rick flair and road dog like they chimed in it did you know what all things considered like let, let, let's just baseline you know we'll, we'll pause on vince here for a second but like just baseline the theory of doing a tribute show during a pandemic with no audience right uh resources are limited i thought they knocked it out of the park all things considered with the video chats a little yeah. bit of humor uh it felt like the pacing was there yeah vinnie you know vincent vince was a little bit all, all over the map but it had hard Heart, Mark, it had heart, and 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 I, and I thought it played
2: well on TV. I did too. I I think that Triple H deserves that too, and it's very easy to tell uh, your truth about somebody when they've been as great as he has for as long as he's been that great. And I, I compared him yesterday to uh, John Elway like he was a great player, not just a good player, but a hall of fame player and then went in the front office and won a Super Bowl. And is going to be a hall of fame front office guy. Um Triple H is 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 one of those guys. And Dave said, "You know what? Triple H is slowly moving up the ladder in uh, the the top 10, the top 15 of all time wrestlers. And I agree with that. Uh, Not just from the standpoint of his wrestling career. I think his wrestling career did that already. Uh, I think that him being a guy that that's able to add to the business. Now, look, where would we be if his vision of the PC and uh, the, the developmental system didn't come to fruition
0: and his belief, where, where, where would we be? Right, and I mean, his belief in the Ricochets of the world and the Finn Balors of the world, the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn, the list goes on and on. The people that went through the PC and his belief in them, it, it's a very fair question. Mark, where and would I'm, we I'm be? I'm talking I, about I, I, the I,
2: facility. I'm talking right. about the actual okay. place where Raws, NXT, and SmackDown are being produced and housed right now mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Where would they be? If that didn't exist, it would not be the same.
0: Probably somewhere in Florida.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> They would definitely be somewhere <laughs> in
0: Florida. They would be somewhere in Florida. You know what? I really like the John Elway comparison. I, I like it for the reasons uh, that you said. Obviously, the champion on the field and then going to the front office and winning a Super Bowl. Very apt. I think you can take it a step further, Mark, where you can make the argument that Triple H got better with age. He had to change his style, right, which which required some changes in his his character and in kind of the way that he went about doing his business. But then you think about yeah. The Undertaker. You think about The Undertaker. Taker at Mania you think about uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and the triple threat uh, Obviously uh, the first part of that triple threat th- Their match uh, at Wrestlemania 30 it, 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 Very similar to Elway in the sense that Elway left with Two championships and retired on Top uh, Triple H has done some Of his best work as he's gotten older Essentially Mark he's won his championships later in Life just like Elway right.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean there's, there's a lot of comparisons um, And a lot of people That I know that know Triple H they feel like he would have been better if he had not been serious. If he had been more a comedic presence, if he because he's a funny guy. I mean, when I no say question. funny guy, what do you mean funny? Uh I I, I can see him, <laughs> you know, being the Owen Hart type. He was very like a practical joker, like the quick witted. Always wanted to, you know, kick you in the balls. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> he found a way to make light of a serious situation always. Uh, sometimes to a deficit, people are like, listen, man, this is serious. Like, cut it out. No more joking. Okay. And then he'd hit you with another joke.
0: Well, Mark, yeah. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because we had a little bit of an example of that last night. Triple H relying on his comedic presence, right, and his timing with uh, the one and only Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, making oh a surprise appearance last night on SmackDown. We have some audio, Mark. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, even in 2020, and and us having not seen them on television together in, in a little while, the chemistry is still there. That timing is still there, and, and that comedic presence is still there. This is. Triple H and Shawn Michaels last night on SmackDown.
2: One of the greatest WWE performers of all time. The game, Triple H, 25-year anniversary. And if you're not down with that,
1: I got two words for you. Easy. Social distancing, buddy.
0: Social distancing. I love you, but don't touch. All right, that was Triple H and Shawn Michaels on SmackDown, Mark. And, and you heard it there at the at the end, right, kind of making light of the social distancing and having a little bit of fun. Listen, I, I saw some folks on social media uh, with their comments on the joke. And I understand it's, it, it's a testy time. I mean, people are people don't even want to hear like we're all in this together anymore. Like I think certain commercials are starting to bother people. So so I get that. You know, the the making light of the social distancing may have rubbed people the wrong way. But at the same time, that's what Triple H and Shawn Michaels have always done, especially when they're together. Mark, they 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 like to start up. They like to have a little bit of fun and they like to bring levity to the world of professional wrestling. And and I just want to give a tip of the cap to both of them from the standpoint that they just don't miss a beat, man. You put those two together and they are gold every single time.
2: And, and I have to agree with you. And, and you know what, man? Like nobody wants to hear. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? And, <laughs> and, and people need, I know people are suffering, uh, financially. I know there's people that are, um, uh, emotionally distraught because they have lost people and they can't go and be there for them dying or yeah, go to their funerals. Like it's a lot of stuff that's going on that's got people on the edge and that they're not, they're not ready to laugh at it yet. And uh I I what I say to those people is for the same reason that we still have pro wrestling is why we're trying to get away from not having pro wrestling. And
0: elaborate, it, it elaborate hurts. a little bit on that. Yeah, elaborate a little bit on that thought. The
2: the whole world is pretty much shut down, but pro all wrestling right. still exists. It's still on television live three days a week. And yeah, not just WWE and, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the WWE. And yeah. there's some people that's going to hate on that because it has nothing to do with them. But for all the people that rely on pro wrestling as a form of entertainment to get them through this tough time, yeah. Um it's essential. It is highly essential. And I don't expect everybody to agree because everybody doesn't agree on, on anything except bacon.
0: I don't think you're much for tattoos, Mark. I, I I'm pretty sure actually I don't think you have any, but that would be that would be a really good tattoo. That would be a really <laughs> good tattoo. That's a, yeah. or a really at the very least, a very good t
2: shirt. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a t shirt. Is but but you we, know what? I know some yeah. vegans that eat, that love bacon. It's, ooh, that's what's that smell? That's bacon. You know what that, oh, you know really? what that smell is. You know what that smell <laughs> is. <laughs> but that's in the time that we're living in, this social climate of all these people being very sensitive and for justifiable reason. Um, and like as you said, this is the entire world. Yeah, it's just you just go not, on just international television. Right. Right, You see people in in Europe, in Asia, in Russia, in India, in Saudi Arabia, Canada, Mexico, like all of North America, you see everybody suffering the same thing. It's hard to have a, a seat of humor sometimes. But with Sean and Triple H together, picking on each other and doing the stuff that brothers do, I thought it, it gave a little bit of life to television last night and uh I, I thank them for it because yeah. you wanna you wanna take your mind off of how painful some of this stuff is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get to plenty more on SmackDown, including the continuing story of Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. We'll talk about Baron Corbin going over on Drew Gulak and get some thoughts on Jeff Hardy. But before we continue and get to all the rest of SmackDown, I want to stay a little bit on Triple H, uh, Mark. And I know you and Dave dived into the legacy of Triple H yesterday. And I, and I do agree. You know, when you look at the front office and you look at his in-ring work, you look at uh, the ability to put on, you know, compelling storylines later in his career, the longevity that he's had. I think he's definitely top 15 and- And full disclosure, Mark, I was never the biggest Triple H fan specifically in the 2000s. That's not to say I didn't like him. He just he wasn't one of my favorites growing up. Like, I didn't look at Triple H and I was like, oh, he's the guy necessarily now. 98, 99, DX, uh, there was no denying. Like, when I think of Triple H, I romanticize that era. Obviously, the invasion of WCW. We saw the highlights uh, last night. The return on Raw in, in 2002, coming off the injury, or 2003, whatever it was. There were certainly great moments, but the, the the, the I guess, the improvement or the rising of his legacy over the, specifically the last 10 years has been incredible. But I do go back to that original thought, Mark. When I think of Triple H's best work and when I think of what, where you talk about him potentially being in the top 15. Every top 15, top 20, top 10 wrestler has to have, you know, an era that they presided over. H (laughs) presided over many eras, but specifically that Attitude Era and what he did with DX when Shawn wasn't around, it proved that H didn't need Shawn necessarily, and he could carry a stable, he could carry a storyline on his own, and my God, those storylines of the Attitude Era and and with DX being led by Triple H, that was literally some of the best professional wrestling of my life, Mark.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the last dance series with... Uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, uh, and you notice I said Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. That's just, that's how Shawn Michaels and and Triple H and DX are. You 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 mix those two together, and, and you you know they they don't fill out DX, but they're the prominent role players in DX. Um, Triple H did not need. Sean Michaels like Michael like Scotty needed Michael. Right. He, he he didn't.
0: They were both you know, Michael essentially.
2: They were they had two Michael Jordans in that unit. And yep. um it was it was pretty damn impressive the way they navigated it and when they got in the fight, you know, it it tore DX apart. And just a finally so. And um that's something that I think is going to be held at a high regard in this whole saga of Triple H is because he was good enough to stand on his own and not be overshadowed by Mr. WrestleMania, a guy that's in the top five, top six of all time and didn't get overshadowed. Speaks <laughs> That volume. says a lot.
0: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yep.
2: Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app.
0: We are still talking SmackDown last night. Well, we're still in hour one. Of course, we're still talking SmackDown. We just kind of hit what, uh, well, this 25 year celebration of Triple H. We were kind of talking in break. Mark, uh, I thought it was pretty cool that uh, Vince McMahon came out. I mean, he was all over the place, but it, it had a little bit of realism to it. it. It gave a little bit of heart to it. You could see that uh, yeah. Vince was, you know, kind of overrun with emotion. It almost looked like he was tearing up. And, and, he, and he called uh, Triple H Paul, yeah, referencing obviously Paul Levec, uh, Triple H's real name, but it, it, it created a moment. It created a Heart and uh, it really I felt like it put a stamp on the twenty five year celebration of Triple H.
2: You know what, man, it, it did. And and for Vince to to come out and, and not uh call him Trip or H or you know Hunter or whatever, he yeah. called him Paul. And Paul is his son. You know, his son yeah. by marriage, but still nonetheless, uh they work as closely together as probably any father and uh, son-in-law has ever worked in history. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean literally on the plane together. Yeah. In the same place eating. Like, you know, the the family situation with the kids. Like, you, you're always around granddad. The kids are always around granddad. So, uh, very close-knit family. And you can't fake that kind of respect as well as love for somebody and Vince, you know, he did get emotional a couple of times and, and he had to make it, you know, had to make light of the situation to get out of it. I feel like I love (laughs) that.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Vince is the real Ric Flair. I know we kind of give Ric shit, right? He's, he's always crying. In fact, they made a, they made a, uh, a joke about it last night on SmackDown. But we've seen it a, a few times throughout Vince's career. We've seen it in behind the scenes uh, featurettes. Like Vince really does care. I know people have a lot of thoughts on him, and I'll be the first to critique Vince McMahon and some of the things that you know he's done in the WWE has done. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, uh, and I know last week obviously the, with the releases and everything. But Vince really does, I think, care about his employees. And 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 I think it shows when you see stuff like that. Now, yes, it's fair to say he cares about some employees a little bit more than he does on others. And I think that goes for. I think that goes for everything. That goes for us. It it goes for everybody. It goes for any job, Mark. Right? That goes for any job. But he, you see it. I like that he is not afraid to show emotion, and he's done it more than once. And we saw it again uh, last night. The real Ric Flair, Vince McMahon, when it comes to crying.
2: The real Ric Flair. How about this? How about you? uh, When, when all the work goes back and coworkers are back in their natural environments and somebody has that, you know, you have that community refrigerator and it's got a, it's got a Tupperware with somebody's name on it. And, and everybody, somebody gets ready to, to eat something that belongs to somebody else. And they go, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? Like, that's that's the kind of fun that's poked that Vince pokes. Vince does the the stuff that's real close to the surface that everybody will understand. And last night when he when he poked at 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 at, at Paul, I almost say trip. I, I call him trip, but um, when when he poked fun at him, it made you feel like you knew them closely, and yeah. you know, like you were. You were there and man, that's, that's what we need right now. We, we need that kind of interaction because we want to feel close to pro wrestling.
0: Yeah. Really hard to do in a studio show uh, as well, as we mentioned. So uh, yeah, well done. Well done on that, that celebration of the 25 years of, of uh, triple H. Absolutely. And speaking of well done, um, Mark, this continuing feud or this continuing I guess build it's not really I mean it is a feud it is it is and it isn't because we haven't seen a lot of face-to-face interaction but Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt you know meeting at Money in the Bank for the Universal Championship they aired a video package last night and it really it it, it focused on Braun Strowman's introduction to the the main roster in the WWE universe as the black sheep Braun Strowman and and they were showing those clips and it was like 2015 2015 and I just it blew my mind from the standpoint first of all it was a really well done package It, it made me more Hyped for Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt It put a lot of things into context And it reminded me that even though it was just Five years ago, that introduction Feels like a lifetime I, don't, we, I just feel like we've been Living with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt Both together and as separate entities For a long time and it kind of It kind of recentered my Enjoyment and my excitement Factor for this feud and where This match could go, Mark. I don't know How it hit for you, but I thought it was really well done in the, I guess it was in the brief time that we saw from it. It wasn't a lot, but it it resonated.
2: I think it was really well done. And it proves that you have to work constantly when you're in front of the camera, because you never know when they're going to need to pull footage from your past. So make sure that you have plenty of moments in your history so that when your time comes, that there's plenty of of stuff to, to be shown. And Brun has a lot of stuff to be shown. He did a lot and, and people, you know, you, you almost forget. It's only been five years, but in that five-year period, he's got 10 years uh-huh. worth of material Yeah, because and, and of you, all the yeah. stuff that he did.
0: Yeah, and it feels that way. Like, it legit, like, it feels like 10 years. Those five years, now granted, those five years, just in the world, it felt like a long five years. But even in the pro wrestling uh, landscape, those five years feel like a lifetime. And it and it did kind of bring back memories of, sweet, Jesus, Mark, what what took the, why? Why did it take five years and Roman Reigns dropping out of WrestleMania and the chaos of Goldberg and Strowman and the way for this to happen, for him to finally get his first, uh, I do his first major title when we talk about obviously the Universal or the WWE title. I mean, Mark, just a couple years ago, this was a guy who was pulling down stages and and you know, having big setups and big storylines, and it looked like yeah. the whole world and the whole company was behind him, but then there was a pause. I just that that video package kind of reinstilled not my anger, but my my frustration or my confusion as to why this didn't happen earlier for the black sheep, Braun Strowman. You know, and and I think that the biggest moment
2: of all out of every moment that he ever had was him and Brock touching at the Royal Rumble. No question. And yes. when they started throwing live rounds at each other, bang, boom, a knee here. It, look, it was time, but we see right now that there was other plans for Brock and it it would have ignited a lot if they went with that and you know what timing is everything and luckily for us in pro wrestling we've had plenty of time now to circle back and yeah. pull in stuff that you know is going to matter down the road and don't think for one second that that footage at that Royal Rumble, is not going to resurface down the road when Braun and Brock touch. It's going to happen.
0: Well, you talk about Brock and, and Braun circling back around and, and, and squaring up again. I, I got to be honest. I, I don't know. I'm hesitant because for the last five years and prior to the pandemic and the situation surrounding Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, it didn't feel like the WWE was really... I don't know. They really had plans for Braun in that sense. Maybe at one point they did, but as we just talked about, they they let off the gas in that regard. They took their foot off the pedal. Uh, Mark, there is a concern. If I'm a Braun Strowman fan, if if I'm a follower of Braun Strowman, I can't get away from this feeling that potentially at Money in the Bank, the strap goes back on Bray Wyatt because for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, obviously he had it, and 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 it was a good run for the most of 2019. Uh, there were different parts of it, and you can you can dissect it however you like. But he was the champion. He- He had the belt and uh, I mean, without the circumstances of WrestleMania and the chaos, uh, I think plans obviously would have been different. And also, Mark, I think that Bray as a champion is going to offer more possibilities from this standpoint. They're doing a lot of studio shows. Right, You're having to 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 be creative, and Vince talked about this week that you can expect to see more things like the Graveyard match and kind of offsite production that we saw with WrestleMania. That's kind of right in Bray Wyatt's, excuse me, The Fiend's wheelhouse, right? Now, I suppose you can do it without the title, but with the title, it just makes it a little bit sexier, if you will. So I will throw that question to you. I asked you last week, you thought that Braun Strowman was going to go over on Bray Wyatt. You did. You thought he was going to keep the title. Yeah. But when I frame it like that, that. You know, can I convince you at all that there is a chance that Bray Wyatt walks away with the title at Money in the Bank? I, I do
2: see it that way, but I still think that the money is with keeping it on Bron. Whatever happens, um, sometimes you got a lot steal and cheat. I la Ric Flair, I la Eddie Guerrero. There you go. Um, I can see Bron getting frustrated and. The match is getting thrown out and it carries on because the 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 meat of this whole thing is how long can you stretch it out? Because you don't wanna you don't wanna tarnish Brian and you don't wanna tarnish Bray. Both of these people don't need the title. Yeah. But it gives a sense of worth by both of them having it. So i'm I'm torn uh the the point that you just made is really good, and if you were in the courtroom, I would have to say you know all the evidence points to you but ah <laughs> uh, it's it's just hard for me to see it it would kind of it wouldn't kill braun off, but I think that it would it would say, well, we have more invested in bray Wyatt which it's true, but uh you don't want it to come out like that.
0: Yeah, and as we dialogue through this and we kinda spitball back and forth, I, I think the right move is to have Braun win just because um we haven't really seen the Fiend chase. We've seen Bray Wyatt chase, but we haven't really seen the Fiend chase, and also let's let's get legs out of this, right? I mean, we're in a pandemic. We don't know what the hell's going to happen, and if you're going to be doing off-site stuff, and you're going to be doing soundstage production, and you're going to be doing Hollywood-type uh, you know, feels to some of these matches, right? Then Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt can carry SmackDown in terms of the title for a few months, and I'm invested in that because we have five years of storyline to go off of, and we talked about it last week, right? We talk about it a lot here on Saturday. We talk about it all throughout busted open right in combat sports whether it be mma ufc pro wrestling boxing styles make fights and braun Strowman and bray wyatt when you put them together optically stylistically size wise history it all makes sense that this at money in the bank this match between braun Strowman and bray wyatt will not be the the last time that we see each other and i think we're looking at a continued storyline
2: yeah, and I, I'm not the spitball type. Uh, I don't know what you're into, sir, but you know, you keep that to yourself. Uh, I <laughs> really think that you could do the same thing with Brian. Yeah, I mean, when you start talking about matches in in uh, in a cinematography type environment or a cinematic type environment, um, Brian could do that too. I mean, he's he's a big, powerful guy. That, you know, I think that if you allowed him to do a, a graveyard-type match, how good would that be with him?
0: It would, so, be, it would be outstanding.
2: You know, yeah. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot to, that, to be expected from both these guys. And being fans of pro wrestling, during this pandemic, I know this is hard for me to say, but, man, we still living the life of Riley. We have guys like Braun and guys like Bray that are still allowing us to have the best time in pro wrestling history. It's amazing. I mean, even the pandemic can't stop it. That's that's crazy. Wow! Yeah, and and it it
0: is yeah, and we and we talked about it, right? Uh, It it feels different. It is different. It's a little bit odd, but it is one thing. It it it, it is all those things, and another thing. It is, it is historic. We are watching these companies. We got weekly winner coming up in hour two, where Mark and I are going to give you our best show of the week. These companies are putting on. Great pro wrestling in in the most dire circumstances, and I, I know there are people out there, and I'm one of them. I'm critical. I've been critical, right? I, I I would like to have more transparency in terms of testing and just how all of this is taking place. But 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 the fact remains is I think it's being done with. We talked about Vince caring, and we saw it as motion last night. I don't think he he's not leading lambs to the slaughter. He doesn't want to see people hurt. I know that he is going out here and trying to do the best that he possibly can to give pro wrestling fans and also to keep his company running. But you talk about uh, the business and you talk about the love of pro wrestling and the time we are living in. It is certainly historic. It is certainly memorable. And you're right. Uh, some of the best things that we've seen from the Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania uh, to some of the things we've been seeing on AEW and Chris Jericho being super over and making the you know, the most out of his situation and, and, and going viral seemingly every week. The, the memories that are coming out of this era of professional wrestling will last a lifetime. I went last week first, Mark. So you're going first this week. It is weekly winter time. It was another solid week in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape. But I want to hear from you. You're going first. Who was your weekly winner in the week that was in professional wrestling?
2: It's been a while. It's been a long while since I gave the nod to a show that was not... AEW or NXT? It's that's been, pretty it's much been a while. that's pretty
0: much the that's pretty much the way we've been going for yeah. I mean, it's, honestly, it's, since it's been I, one or
2: the other yeah, for yeah. for a while. Yeah. But you know what? I would I would have to give the nod uh, to Raw this week. I enjoy I'm, I thought I, was, that,
0: I didn't tell you that I was also picking Raw. We didn't have this conversation. I thought I would be able to get my shit in with Raw, but no, you're coming right <laughs> out the gate. You're coming right out the gate with Raw. So now I'm gonna what? I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna pick something else. Just so no, don't 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 show.
2: stay no. to it. Stay to it. All right. I, I, well, you, tell, I'll, you tell I'll, me I'll leave why. more meat on. I'll look. I'll leave more <laughs> meat on the raw bone for you, and and I'll just chop it up with with what happened on. On uh, AEW. I enjoyed AEW. No,
0: no, Mark, stop. Go, tell and, me and why I, Raw was your weekly winner. Come on.
2: You know what? I think some of it is, is star power. Yeah. And uh, you, you can't go against building stars. That's why I'm going to go back to AEW. Okay. AEW has the potential to continue to be number one or number two during the week with me. I just feel like they're too lenient in the booking. They need to have a come to Jesus and say, "Guys, Kenny Omega needs to be a bigger star. He's a, he's the best wrestler on that brand." Yeah. Um, he's he's you know I mean I, no disrespect to the Bucks, no disrespect to Cody, and no disrespect to Jericho, but you build Kenny Mo- Omega as Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart the, or Bret Hart, the baby yeah. face, the excellence, the guy yeah. just almost can't be beat. And then when you finally do put Jericho in there against him or Jack Swagger or Wardlow or whoever, and that person beats him, then they make themselves another star. And it's not, I I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, sound like an AEW hater. I'm saying that I want more success out of AEW because I'm a fan, and you kind of alluded to the same thing. Like you feel like that they are underutilizing their stars because they they don't want to come across as well. We want we want to get over and you know make everybody else a job, guys.
0: Right. And we were kind of we were talking in break. Now, uh, I, I, we didn't know where we were going with Weekly Winter, but we were talking a little bit about AEW. And I did kind of uh, highlight that that, Mark, yes, I do believe that uh, when we talk about AEW, when when you talk specifically about the group of uh, Cody, the Bucks, Jericho, Omega, let's let's just go for, for, for posterity's sake to go off of those guys. Obviously, the kind of the 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 cogs in the machine that why we even got AEW to begin with. I think they were very aware coming into this that all eyes were going to be on them in terms of, hey, if we want to get people to come to our company, if we want to get people to sign with us, we don't want to monopolize the titles. We don't want to do what everyone thinks we're going to do, which in this case is, okay, the Young Bucks are going to be tag champions. Okay, Kenny Omega is going to be embattled uh, for the title chase right off the bat. I think Jericho getting the title made sense, right? But we kind of, we, we, I think they thought like fans from the standpoint, hey, we don't want to put ourselves over. So through the course of that, Mark, and you are right, Like as we give our weekly winner, AEW had a hell of a show. From Matt Hardy continuing his broken brilliance in Damascus, uh, uh, MJ, uh, MJF cutter, cutting a, a essentially a pandemic promo and, and really showing no Fs given uh, to Cody's video package, to Darby Allen's package. It was a great uh, product by AEW, but as, as I go back to kind of th- those guys as we talk about the Bucks and Cody and Omega underbooking themselves uh, I think they were trying to do the favor for their fr- not their friends but their colleagues and try to make uh, all AEW All Elite Wrestling all inclusive to the entire roster. But through that, you've underbooked Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to the point where Mark, if you're just checking out AEW for the first time and if you're just hearing about Kenny Omega for the first time or at least since October, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you know about Kenny Omega? You certainly don't think he's the best professional wrestler in the world, which by many people's account he is. So- so there there is there needs to be an adjustment there Mark I'm 100% with you.
2: Yeah and 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 I, and I like to see that adjustment and uh there's like a little bit and because of the tournaments mm. uh you have matches that are for a lack of a better term they're not emotionally thrilling they're let's get through this to get to the pay-per-view And um, with that being said, um, I would have to give my number one to Raw. If you're not first, you're last. And uh, Drew McIntyre, from the beginning of the show, uh, in the open to, you know, making the match for the main event. And it's not just one guy. You know, there's a lot that that went on uh, that's responsible for the show being being a good show. And all the matches were not super stellar matches. It's just that the work was so solid and the stories that were told during those matches got me on Monday. So Monday Night Raw, you're number one this week.
0: And, and and we didn't talk about it, but I I, I I absolutely mirror that. And I haven't given Raw my weekly winner in, in quite some time. I know it's been a while since I have, Mark. And you say, you know, it's not one man. It, it wasn't one match. No, you're right. It was one woman. It was the Zelina Vega show. She was staggered throughout that show. The three hours of Raw, Zelina Vega was in every hour. Obviously, she was involved in multiple matches. She had multiple promos. It felt like the show was built for her, and I couldn't be more on board with that. Zelina Vega, uh, we were talking about Lacey Evans in the last Just hour. Just gonna she say was, it's
2: the white dress, man. It was. <laughs> Just gonna say it was the white dress.
0: I'm glad. I mean, you cut ain't nothing cut. wrong I'm with glad, it. I'm, 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 I'm glad you cut through the
2: bullshit. No, but let's be honest. I'm cutting like, through the bullshit. <laughs> she was, she She, <laughs> she is. wore the hell out that white
0: dress, man. Yes, she did. <laughs> she killed that. You brought sexual chocolate out, Zelina. Now I got to deal it, with it, sexual it. chocolate. Great. Great. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. We already, the the Stall- we already had the Megan the Stallion we already had the Megan the Stallion problem in hour 1 now it's we're going to have the Zelina it's too soon problem for
2: all this. <laughs> it's, it's too soon for all this you need got to stop it
0: <laughs> but no Zelina, man um yes the white dress obviously he, optically when when Zelena is on the screen you kind of you kind of stop and be like oh my goodness who is that but then she opens her mouth her ability to cut a promo, her confidence, her timing. We were talking about timing with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and their comedic. Her her back and forth with Charlie and her attitude and her I don't know, man. It's just—it's—it's it's just something. You, sometimes you can't even place it. She's just confident. She's sexy. She's the perfect valet. She can work in the ring too. If that—if ne- that needs yeah. to be, uh, as we've seen in other pay per views throughout the year, it just felt like the Zelina Vega show. It, 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 it happened through all three hours. Raw also has three hours to fill, unlike all the other shows we talk about. So. Um, I just, I just, you're absolutely right. Obviously the continuation of the cruiserweight, uh, 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 tournament that's happening on raw, uh, that played into it as well. We got some funny, uh, or excuse me, uh, some fun matches, not the, uh, excuse me, not the, uh, cruiserweight, um. Uh, tournament, but, uh, the, the money in the bank, uh, qualifiers, we got, uh, Apollo Cruz, uh, having his moment on raw. Uh, we got a great moment from Alistair black. It just, it just felt like a, a well put together show. And again, I go back to highlighted by the one and only Zelina Vega, her white dress and her promo abilities. I hope we <laughs> see a lot more from Zelina Vega going forward in the white dress Well, all of it, <laughs> all of
2: it, you know, what? also, you know, I, 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 I left this out, uh, I the buckle bomb yeah. heard around the world was kind of uh, something. And, and Nia Jax is looking more and more like the WWE says, we missed the boat. And I think some of that is because she got injured. No and question. they're trying to go back right to where they left off. And I think that is going to work. I, I just, I'm just feeling this thing about Nia. The way she is the female version of what Sheamus is doing right now, Wrecking just shop. running through everybody, and not just anybody. But Kyrie saying is a is a brilliant, talented female wrestler, and um, man, Nia makes short work of her. And and, you, and that's, yeah. that's 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 impressive.
0: Yeah. What do you think you bring up the buckle bomb hurt around? the What do you think about the buckle bomb? A lot of conversation around the buckle bomb. Um, you know, is it more trouble than it's worth? Um, you're obviously a hall of famer. You've been doing this, you know, your entire adult life, Mark. Let uh, Seth what- Rollins what's do your- it. Sorry. He yeah. does
2: it better than everybody. And I would just say, look, guys, too many people getting hurt doing that because they're not putting the person in the right spot. And... <sighs> Kevin Owens, and, and it's, it's funny that the two guys that can give it and the two guys that can take it the best uh, are Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Like, say, look, guys, this is kind of our thing. And everybody else stay away from it. And then yeah. uh, you fix the problem.
0: I like that. I like that. All right. That is going to do it for our weekly winner here in hour two of busted open raw getting the nod. If you ain't first, your last congratulations to Monday Night Raw a really well done three hour show in the middle of a pandemic and yeah, they a little help from a white dress and the the spicy, the spicy one herself. Selena <laughs> Vega. Great work Selena. What a, a, a Monday Night Raw and another really solid week in professional wrestling. AEW going off the rails. The flim flam dance. Chris Jericho continues Continuing his, I mean, just anything that dude does, Mark. He just good, he does. Yes. He's just yeah. good, man. He's just good. You can't
2: even, you can't deny Chris Jericho, you know, and he, and I didn't say, that, I, I wouldn't say that he single-handedly uh, redefined what it is to be a serious wrestler that could go on and entertain, but <laughs> yeah. there's not many guys in pro wrestling that's as serious a contender as he is in any brand that can go out and play ha-ha like the flim flam and still be over as hell. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?